And I'm Kamna. We are women who have struggled with body image issues and weight in one way or another. We want to normalize the struggles that we all face and find comfort in the fact that we are not alone. At the same time, we want to explore ideas that have worked for others to discover changes that might work for us. And at the end of every episode, we will create a call to action. And we encourage you to make your own call to action. So I was at, so I'm sorry. Hi, Kamna. Hi, Leah. (laughs) I was just so excited to tell you. I was at a work party last week and one of my coworkers came up to me and said, how's your podcast going? And I was telling him how great it is and how easy it is. And he said, I've, you know, I've really always wanted to have my own. And I said, oh my gosh, you totally should. I said, Spotify has a podcast platform that's really easy. I was telling him how we record it, then we distribute it everywhere, and we could even earn money, hopefully. Um, it's all in one place, and I was telling him it's called Spotify for Podcasters. Do you want to tell him how it works? Well, I was really nervous when we first started this because I was like, I don't know how to do a podcast. What am I doing? And the person who taught me how to do a podcast, he said, use this um, app, basically. It's Spotify for Podcasters, and you can record and you can distribute, and it's just all in one place. And you don't have to go and seek out other sites and other uh, uh, like um, streaming services. You can just do it from one place. Wait, you do it right from your phone or your own personal computer, right? I do it from my laptop, and I do it within a matter of minutes. Oh, good. Then I don't feel bad that I don't help you too much with that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do know that videos are available, and I think we should work on that sometime soon. Yeah, I think we can upload some of our re- recordings, especially when we do it on Zoom. So with Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Yeah. And I have to say this experience with Spotify Spotify for Podcasters, that's a tongue twister. I was going to say tongue twister. (laughs) It's so easy that I feel really smart using it. You should feel smart and proud of yourself. But I think anybody can do it. That's the beauty of this. So if anybody's interested, they should download download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Hi, Leah. Hi, Kamna. So how's it going? Uh, it's good. I was just going to say, where do we start for this week? Well, this topic that we picked today, I thought we were not going to find any information, just our personal opinions, which are obviously very valuable, but right. it's, uh, we're talking about unlearning, <clears throat> unlearning. So things, that, things that we knew or we thought to be true. And then suddenly they're different because of circumstances or life or whatever, and how frustrating it is to have to learn something new. And and I don't even know where I mean, and this topic goes in so many different directions and in so many different ways. And I was going down crazy spots. And I think you said you were too, right? Mm-hmm. So it'll be fun. It'll be a fun topic, I think. I was bouncing around all over the place. It's fascinating. It's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Unlearning. All right. But before we do that, how was your salad eating going? <clears throat> so I had six days because we are of our recording cycle, but I did three days of salads um, because I, I didn't have, I wasn't at home for three days and the three days, the two days I did salad at home and they were fantastic. It was very balanced and 
it takes me a long time to eat salad so I'm very full by the time I'm done and okay. I like um I put hemp seeds and I put some protein in there either chickpeas or edamame or just flax seeds all kinds of stuff nuts so it's delicious um but the third day I ate a salad at Panera okay and I was like this is there's nothing in the salad what it was just kind of like a boring salad so it wasn't exciting no it was like romaine lettuce some edamame avocado that's a lot in a salad yeah but I need more like color and oh you it wasn't visually pleasing to you visually or like the texture was all kind of flat nothing in in interesting so, but, but here's what I noticed when I ate the salads, those three days, I felt great. And because you wanted to know my bowels worked great. <laughs> it was all, I, I wanted to know that. <laughs> wanted to know, so I, I feel good. It, it helped with the bloating. Sometimes you get with were, your stomach. Were they dinner or lunch or did it, did that not matter? I usually do a salad for lunch. Really? Tell me why. It's one thing that I guess I've always done. Maybe I need to unlearn this, but I have, I always had this impression that you shouldn't eat like raw vegetables at dinner. I don't know if that's true or not. Who knows? So wait, when you say that you've always had this impression, is that something you think you've learned? Probably. You shouldn't have raw vegetables at dinner. Because it gives you like gas and it may upset your stomach. So then, you know, by the time you go to sleep, you don't want to be, um, making a lot of noise so this is I'm sure a big shocker but I've learned opposite of that like we should always have our salad at dinner tell me why I don't know but I my whole life we've always just that's I don't I very very seldom have ever eaten a salad for lunch up until I would say the past year and a half oh that's just something I'm gonna need to investigate yeah, and I don't know why. I, I really kind of want to do a poll on our Facebook page. By the way, join our Facebook page if you're listening to this. Wait, what? And we're going to have to do a poll. Typically, yeah. when you eat a salad, do you do it at lunch or dinner? Yes. Actually, I would love to start eating a salad for breakfast is what I would really love. I've had a salad for breakfast like three times in my life, and I they were delicious each time. Yes. It feels so refreshing. Yes, and I feel like... Oh, I'm already rocking it. I ate my vegetables today. I honestly felt that way. Yes, I can see that totally. Yep. And I put a um, egg on mine and I put um, maple balsamic vinegar. It didn't even need oil. And it just had that hint of like breakfast syrup, but it was a balsamic vinegar. It was fabulous. And vinegar is so good for your stomach. So all around great things. You're making me want a breakfast salad right now. Okay. I know this for later. I'm going to have to think about that. So, all right. So we go back to your salad. So you did it three days or is it, was it your goal five? I, it was five. Um, and I will do that this week, I think. Okay. So what happened was we were out and I did try to pick vegetables, you know, for whatever was offered, but I didn't have control over like, can I get a salad please? Because we were at events. Um, and I feel this sounds crazy. I feel bloated. Really? I, I think I just feel some satisfaction physically from having the salads. I feel it. It's good for my stomach. It helps things move. It's it's just good. I I don't know. I feel okay, like I, I, think, 
I think I need to pay attention to that. Maybe when I'm bloated, it's because I don't have that salad. Maybe. This is a great experiment for everybody to do. Like, do you notice on the days when you have salads? And maybe it's a consecutive thing. Like maybe part of the experiment is having salad two days in a row, three days in a row. Yeah. But how do you feel after that? Yeah, I'm going to keep it up. I, I mean, I enjoy the salads, first of all. Yeah. Someone suggested today to put like roasted vegetables in a salad. And I thought, oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I just roasted tomatoes, onion, peppers, and I roasted them for like an uh, forever. I don't know how long it was. They were delicious. So I bet you they would be really good on a salad. You wouldn't even need salad dressing. No, you wouldn't at all. No, because I drizzled it in olive oil before I roasted them and they were juicy and delicious. Mm -hmm. A great idea. I love it. I'm going to keep it up. Yeah. Speaking of um, tomatoes and roasted peppers and all that stuff that I did, that was one meal that I actually did have pleasure from. So your call to action was? To see if I'm, I'm enjoying my food. Like after I'm done, was it something I liked or was it just I was eating because I know I needed to eat? And for the most part of my week and for almost all of my meals, I'm not enjoying it. I'm just eating. Why it, do you think that is? Um, I think a, I think there's several reasons, honestly. The first one is a lot of it is convenience. I don't want to have to take the time to make something or put something together. So I just throw something together that's really quick, right? Uh, the second reason is I think a lot of the time I eat food, it's a financial thing. Like I'm not going to go out and spend a ton of money to make myself something that's enjoyable when I have a million other things that I have to spend my money on. But okay. I, yeah. If you're cooking, maybe you don't like cooking, right? No, I don't like cooking. Okay. That's probably part of your problem. Maybe, but I make but if, dinner, like I make dinner for my family. Of course. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're a good mom and a good wife and you're going to do right. all that but if you didn't enjoy the cooking process, then maybe it's kind of like when someone else cooks for you, do you enjoy it? Probably a lot more. Yeah. Maybe that is the problem. But I don't, that, then how would I fix that? I don't think I can. Well, do you make things that you like to eat or no? Um, probably if I'm being honest, probably I eat, I make things that I, that I will eat and I like them, but I'm not like, Oh, this was fabulous. Really? Yeah. I'm the exact opposite of you. Tell me what, what do you mean? You make food that you love. I make food typically that I like to eat. Um, and if it's something that my husband likes to eat, I'll make sure that I make something that I like also. So if I have two vegetables, for example, I'll make sure one of them is something that I like. Okay. Um, and I like a lot of the stuff my kids like. So when they're home, it's easy for me to cook a lot of variety and they're very appreciative and ooing and eyeing. So that helps me yeah. in the process. And if I'm ever alone, I get a little bit excited planning the meals that I'm going to make for myself. Yeah, no, not me. Bye. No. I'm eating a smoothie with cereal in it or uh, a sandwich, uh, a peanut butter and jelly. Like I'm not doing anything for me. Really? Yeah. This goes back to, I hate cooking. So I'm not going to ever cook for myself. I mean, I shouldn't say ever, but I'm not going to just cook for myself. 
typically. Interesting. I I love having like something special that I like when I'm alone. I, I mean, I agree. I see the value in it. By the way, when I did make things for myself, when I do make things for myself, that I say only I'm going to eat this, I do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like when I made the spaghetti squash with the tomatoes and the feta cheese in it, I loved it. I got enjoyment out of it. So maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just not making enough food for that I am choosing. Do you think you could change anything to make that different? Um, I could change it and make my own food as well as their food, my family's food, which I'm not opposed to, but just sometimes I just don't feel like it. So you're saying you would make a separate meal for yourself? Yes. Well, that's a lot of work. Right. And I'm not doing it. So they wouldn't eat what you eat? No, no. Huh? No. Not in a million years. Really? Not even my husband. So they just like what they like. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I Which can see. That. I like what I like too. So I'm not, it's not that, yeah, no. Every, I think everybody likes what they like. Oh yeah. You know, but if someone's making something for me and they've experimented a little bit, I'm going to try it because I think it's fun. That's when I make two things when I experiment. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And they'll try it, but most of the time it's like, a, eh, no. Yeah. There have been a lot of failures in my house too, but I'm still going to try. Yeah. It's so, okay. But I'm still working on it. And now you gave me something else to think about when it comes to it. Like, is that part of it? It was like, I'm not finding joy in it because it's not something that I chose to make and eat. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always like, what do you guys want for dinner? They tell me what they want. I'll make it. I'd rather them tell me what they want. I make that. It's not something that I'm like, oh, this is fabulous. I'm not overly excited for it. Yeah. So that's probably a lot of it. And if you don't enjoy the process and the whole, if it's like, seems like work to think of something to make and then making it and you'd rather be doing 10 other things, of course, it's not going to be pleasurable. Right. Yeah. So then I have to figure out like, then why am I eating it? Mm. It's a whole thing. And it's a lot of mental thing. And, and I'm really thinking this might be a lot of my issues with my weight gain recent, like, you know, my, well, my lack of losing the COVID weight I put on is like, maybe I'm just not, not, not enjoying my food. So I'm eating the wrong things that my body just doesn't even like. So interesting. I know. Right. I'm sure a lot of people have this issue too, is sometimes, especially for yourself, you don't want to cook No, and you just eat to eat, but then you're not nutritionally or emotionally satisfied with the food you ate so then you look for something else that's what I'm doing that's what I'm doing interesting Mm -hmm. so anyway which actually leads me to something I want to unlearn which no which is actually leading me to something that um I've always my entire life heard people say and I still hear people say well I only make one meal for my family and that's it you eat what I cook yeah have you heard that? Do you, first of all, do you follow that philosophy? Um, no, I, if there's certain things that certain people won't eat, like they just hate that dish, mm-hmm. I'm going to make something that they like. Cause I mm-hmm. am the pickiest one in the whole family. If mm-hmm. I don't like it, I don't want someone forcing me to eat it. That's how I feel. Like, and I, it makes, I don't, I don't, well, anyway, I, I, I have changed my philosophy. And I used to be like, I'm making this one meal and you all eat it or you, you don't eat it. And I, 
really come to realize that like, we don't all like the same food. If we all ate at a restaurant, we would all get something different. And there's a reason for that. So I'm not going to sit here and force somebody to eat something that they don't even like, or they don't even agree with. And I think it's wrong to, to do that, but that's changed in my life completely. That has only been the last couple of years. That's been that way. But do you do that for yourself? I will make myself something else that I, but it's, again, it's just something quick and easy. Hmm. So yeah, I will do that if I, or I will make two different things sometimes that two of us like, and two of us like, if it comes, if it's that, because I don't think that we all have the same taste, nor do we all have the same taste for something on the same day. Right. Very true. You know, very, very true. So I don't know. I, I, that's one thing that I, I have evolved to change my learning on that. But I still get, and I'm going to say this in the most loving way I can possibly think of. There's a certain generation that says they eat, I'm making one thing and they eat it and that's it. Well, yeah, because if you're busy, you don't want to be in the kitchen for hours. No. <laughs> I, can but I don't even think it's busy. I don't think it's that. No? No, I don't. What do you think it is? I think that some people feel like that's a respect thing. Ah, uh, Yes you need to respect me and the fact that I made this. And I don't look at it that way. Maybe I should, but I don't. What do you see it as? Um, I, I feel it as like, I don't think it's disrespectful if I make chicken Parmesan and you don't like chicken Parmesan. That's not disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, do you see what I'm like, do you know what yeah, I mean? I'm on board with you. It's not disrespectful at all, but I feel like that's how it comes across with certain people that have, that have that philosophy. Right. You know, right. So anyway, I'm sorry, I got crazy on that one. But anyway, what about you? Tell me about this unlearning thing. Let's jump into that. This is connected, though. This is all connected. We have certain. uh, Let me start with the definition. Okay. So unlearning is the process of discarding something from your memory. When you unlearn something, you forget it, put it aside, and you lose knowledge of it. So it's unlearn something. Say that again. You forget it. You put it aside and you lose knowledge of it. Okay. So you have to discard something from your memory, basically. So it might be um, like my, I, I was saying in the, I think last episode, my kids always used to eat milk and cookies for bed. But now I know that obviously milk is not great. And then cookies, the sugar are going to keep you awake. Right. So that's not the right thing to do. You know what I mean? So I have to so unlearn something. You had to unlearn that. Yeah. But do you think you really forget it? No, I think you forget the, uh, either the attachment or the, the conviction to that idea that this is the way I'm going to do something and this is correct. And this is how it's always been done. And. Boom. Did you hear what you just said? This is how it's always been done. Yes. That's the part that we have to change. Yes. That's the part that people need to hear over and over and over again. Just because something has been done this way doesn't mean we don't change it. And I've heard people say, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And I don't agree with that expression. I think that sometimes we have to tweak it. It doesn't doesn't mean it's broken, but we need to tweak it. I agree. We need to relearn things. We have to, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we are humans who are ever evolving. I'll give you an example. Okay. 
you're going to laugh. I think I've used this example before, but I, for the longest time, probably for 50 years of my life, I didn't like celery. I don't. I just didn't like celery. And then I was at a party where they had, it was actually really a cute cup and they had veggies in it and hummus on the bottom. So the veggies were like cut in sticks and it was out sitting outside of the cup and it was so pretty. And then I had everything left. I had eaten everything but the celery. And I'm like, this is kind of embarrassing to only leave the celery. So I'm like, let me just try it. And I liked it. So I had this fixed idea that I hate celery and then I tried it and I was like, I actually don't hate it anymore because my taste buds have evolved. Oh yeah. Which I didn't say this last week, but that's a great part. Your taste buds 100% change and or decrease as we get older. So that's interesting that you tried it and you like it now. Yeah. And so that made me think, well, maybe there are other things that I have held fast that I absolutely don't like this and I'm not going to eat it. For example, beets. Yeah. I, I thought I don't really like beets, but I, it's an, it's not a, a like or a dislike for me anymore. It's just there. Well, and also you have to try things 15 different times yeah. and different cooking methods in different ways. So when we say, I don't like this food, we need to unlearn that habit and go, no, I need to try something new. Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So I think we both had two of the same example. Oh no, we had one of the same examples. Cause I immediately went down the road of what are some things that I've learned that have changed now? Right. Yeah. Yes. So one of them is, and I don't know if you knew this one is when I was in school, butterflies before they turned into a butterfly, a caterpillar went into a cocoon mm-hmm. and then it became a butterfly. Right. Now my kids have learned a butterfly, a caterpillar goes into a crystal chrysalis. It's not a cocoon. It's totally okay. different. So that's a perfect example of something that I've learned and I need to change. And you and I both came up with the fact that Pluto mm-hmm. used to be a planet when we were both in school and it is not a planet anymore, right? Yes. yes. Unlearning that. Yes. And people get mad about this, by the way. What do you mean? I have heard somebody I live with gets really mad about it. Like, <laughs> it should be like why what, what who made the decision that it's not anymore and I'm like don't you understand that like new research and new science is constantly coming out and it's wrong sometimes things is things are just wrong and why is it hard for us as humans to accept it's that resistance yeah pushback of oh no I'm not accepting that at all right and we need to change that don't you think absolutely I was trying to think of examples of things we've unlearned. And I saw it was like starting as when we were children. And if you like, if you've ever seen a child sucking their thumb, yep. And they have to stop sucking their th- thumb and you try to all these techniques to get them to unlearn sucking their thumb. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy process at all. No, it gives them comfort. It's mm-hmm. a habit. It's a lot they're, of things. They actually are, you have to actually, they're actually trying to learn how to self soothe themselves. Yes. Without that. My kids, for my kids, it was a pacifier. Yes. But it's the same idea. Same idea. Yeah. Like they have to unlearn that that's what gave them the comfort and the soothing, you know? And and even for children, it's not that easy to unlearn something. Or the other example I thought of was when a child is being potty trained, right? They they learn, I mean, they don't know, but they use their diaper to use the bathroom but right. they have to learn how now how to use a toilet and how to mm-hmm. listen to your body and 
that's a long road. I mean, you remember potty training children. It's, it's, yeah, it's awful. Yes. <laughs> they're unlearning what they've always known. Yes. And it's, I think it, that just really shows that all of us, it's just hard to do no matter what age you are. It's you know very, I mean? very hard because you know something very well. And then you suddenly have to learn something different. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. I just went, I was trying to think of um, examples from our adult lives. And the most recent one that came to my mind was COVID. When okay, tell me COVID, what you mean. When COVID hit, we had a routine, a way of doing something. Everybody went to work. Everybody came home from work. Everybody was in the office. And suddenly everybody was working from home. Then you were on Zoom. And those poor teachers who were like trying to manage their classroom from a computer, that was awful. So we had to unlearn our way of doing things with work and school and then relearn this whole new technology of being on a computer. And then, oh, you're muted still. And, oh, you're not on camera. And, you know, like all of that. I mean, we're still saying, oh, you're muted. You right. know, still learning this. And it's been how many years now? Mm-hmm. So that was one. And the other one was, um, I don't know if you remember but in the old in the old days I sound really like an old person uh (laughs) we used to pay cash for everything and that was always the desirable way to do that yes but now it it evolved to checks and then checks evolved to credit cards because that's safer and there's protection and that's even evolved to like digital payments Mm -hmm. so like paypal venmo uh just apple pay like all these ways where if you have the ability to understand that it's just seems overwhelming Mm -hmm. and we have to yeah okay so along with the technology like I won't I don't even want to get a new iPhone because I don't want to unlearn this way I know they took away this button and they put this like I got to relearn unlearn and it's just sometimes it's I don't I don't want to I have a million more things in my life so I think a lot of us don't want to unlearn When I, I didn't have a home button on my phone. I was like, I don't know how am I supposed to go back to the main screen? Yeah. Like I don't want to. And I think, so I think where, where I'm just now going with this is like, I, I wrote down some things that I personally know I need to unlearn. Right. Okay. So for me, one of them is that, and I'm getting really good with this one is that you have to have your heart rate above a certain amount in order for it to count. And you, in order to get any activity, it has to be certain minutes in a row. Like 20 minutes of activity. And I'm getting really good at that. Okay. So that's one. And I think a lot of people fall into, I don't have 20 minutes to exercise, so I'm not going to do it today. No, every amount counts, right? That's one. Another one. And I'm getting good at this one is throwing away food. Okay. That's a hard one. A lot of people, a lot of cultures, a lot of families, that's really hard. And they'll say, um, no, you can't throw that away. Or I'll say, I'm going to take, I'm going to just throw that away. And they're like, Oh my God, no. Like that's another one. Yep. Right. That's something we have to unlearn. That's a huge one. If you're in restaurants or if you're at a party, I've been, I've hosted parties where I have food left over and I'm not a person who likes to keep it because if it's been sitting out all evening, I just want to throw it away. Mm -hmm. And we're like, no, it's so good. So keep it. So I keep it and I end up throwing it away like a day or two later. the container and the water and that is my next one and this one I'm not good at taking food home from a restaurant you are good at. I'm not good at this one I always take it home to just throw it out a day later 
or eat it and it tastes like crap. Yeah, it does not taste good at home. It never tastes good the next morning, ever, or the next day, rather. Like, that's one that I need to unlearn. I need to unlearn that habit of always getting a to-go box. Yep. Anyway, what do you have any? Um, so probably so many. I don't even know. <laughs> I think I'm I'm such a creature of habit that mm-hmm. for me, thinking a little bit outside of that makes me uncomfortable. So if I eat breakfast, lunch, dinner at the same time, or if I eat only breakfast food at breakfast or lunch, ah, you know, that's a good one. I'm I'm like tied to those things. Or the thing I think I was sharing with you was. I only work out in the morning. Oh yeah. If I have, I have like an idea. If I haven't showered, if I, then I can work out. But if I've already showered, I have less of an inclination to work out and then shower again. And that's silly because what if the day doesn't allow for me to work out in the morning? Right. Or can I ask you this question? What if you just don't shower afterwards? No, I can't not do that. What if you're just staying home? No, I would still have to shower if I worked out. You would have to? Unless it was like yoga or Pilates or something where I wasn't. Or what if you just went for a walk, uh, a half hour, 30 minute, you know, a walk? Like, I think that sometimes we get into that headspace too. It's like, but no, there's no rule that says you have to shower. No, that's true. If I wasn't sweating, I don't need to. Yeah. But if I, even if I took a walk outside, I could smell the outside smell and it would bother me. Okay. So that's just, but that's your, like your rule, your pet peeve kind of thing. Yeah. It's a personal, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm so rigid in my way. Yeah. I think I have, I'm evolving, but I'm just like, it has to be this way. It It's always been done this way. Okay. I'll give you an example. I learned this lesson actually very early with my kids. Um, I was teaching one of them some math problem, maybe division or something. This was before math evolved to this. Oh, there's another one, the new math. And everybody gets so bent out of shape over it. Anyway, go on. So he's doing this problem. And I said, well, this is the way you do it. And he goes, well, why can't you do it this way? And he came up with some crazy idea that was completely different, but completely right. Mm -hmm. And I go, well, no, that's not the way it's been done. This is always the way it's been done. You divide like this, you multiply like this. And he goes, but this is, this is right. And he explained to me why. And it worked. And then and it's probably the way they teach it now, by the way. He's who's probably on the cutting edge of it. Probably. But it's you get so tied to your this is the way it's always been done. And then you close your mind to possible new ideas, new solutions, new possibilities for anything. Mm-hmm. So true. Another one that is a big a common one is everybody's so worried that my kids age they're not going to know how to sign their name because they don't know cursive right. guess what it's going to be fine their their signature is just going to look like their name like their print is now their signature there's just going to be no need to have two lines anymore that's a print it's name now you sign everything on the computer well that too like that too so <laughs> i think that we all are guilty of just wanting things to stay the same and so- not when I was telling my uh, youngest son who was home about this topic and he said, you know what you're talking about, what it reminds me of. And I said, what? And he goes, it reminds me of that state farm commercial where you're like, we can't keep you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money. And that's their slogan. And then they give examples of like in an elevator or um, 
like printing out things or different ideas of what our parents did. And it's kind of like that. We learn things obviously from our parents and we Mm -hmm. think, I think the difference is this when, I don't know for you, but when I was growing up, we couldn't ask why something was, it was just, just do it. Don't ask the why. Mm -hmm. So we just did what we were taught. And now kids want us, they're like, well, why does this matter? And why do we have to do it? And what's the purpose? So that has evolved for sure. Which is exactly what I did for this topic. Because I immediately went to, well, why don't we want to unlearn this? Mm-hmm. And what I, where I went down was, we don't want to unlearn it because we've already spent time and energy learning it this way. Yes. As simple as something as minute and silly as asking for a to-go box, I've already spent time and energy making that my routine over these 40 years or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So I don't want to change that because now you're going to tell me that I wasted my time learning this. Right. Then the waste of time part, there's actually a name for it called chronophobia is when you have a fear of wasting time. Oh, wow. I know that was from the Cleveland Clinic webpage, by the way. Um, chronophobia is, a, is a, it's an extreme fear of pa- passing time when you get anxiety over the fact that like, what do you mean? I learned this and now I got to relearn it or just in general of the, the passing of time. And I thought that was interesting. I don't think I have that. I do think my son is borderline if I'm being honest with you on that one. But, um, but I thought that was interesting too. Like maybe that's part of it. Like we, we get mad about it and we buck the system because we don't want to feel like we wasted our time. Right. Because you have invested time and effort in doing things a certain way. Mm-hmm. And why should you have to learn something new? Mm-hmm. How about let's go with food industry. Like sugar was not bad for you. And then fat, they always, it was low fat, low fat, low fat, no fat, no fat, no fat. Then it was, um, well, I said the sugar that, I mean, there was just, there's always, always, always constant. There was eggs were bad, that eggs were good. And like, those are things yeah, too. Coffee's good. Yeah. Yes. Like we get frustrated because it's constantly changing and we just need to actually just say, well, why am I, why, why is this bothering me? Mm. Is it bothering me because now I got to relearn that this is how it goes or I was set in my ways of not eating this food or eating this food. And now you're telling me to change it. Right. Right. You know, I I think it makes a difference because like, if you've always eaten a certain way and you don't really know that there's another way, it Mm -hmm. seems frustrating to say, well, I don't want to add a salad to my routine, or I don't want to have to add extra. I don't want to count my protein or I don't want to like, it's, there was resistance because it seems so uh so like so much work and it seemed like so much ahead of you it it just yeah. seemed overwhelming yeah changing something really changes and challenges your own beliefs and your comfort zone and that's why it's scary you hit it right on the nose i think it challenges it? Your, yes your comfort zone and your beliefs mm-hmm. and then if you are questioning your beliefs you feel like well is everything i know wrong <laughs> right And that's probably the subconscious part of you that's saying, well, is everything wrong? But we still have to, no, just some things are, are changing. Yeah. And that's, that's important because we, we evolve, our society evolves, our food evolves, our knowledge evolves. Like we just are always learning. So we need to be able to be open to changing. 
Mm-hmm. Don't you? I I do, and I, I think that I think I honestly think that you and I are are do that. There's many weeks on our call to actions we're trying to change something or relearn something or strive for a different way of doing things, and I think that it comes from talking about it actually. Oh, absolutely. The talking yeah. about it and then having to make these call to actions. Mm-hmm. I had a moment today where I was like, why do I need to make a call to action? I've been doing it for what, almost a year now. I don't need to make a call to action. And then I was thinking that, well, that's where the change is happening. Even if I don't like it or it, one week it hasn't been successful or I didn't do it or whatever it was, it's making me think, how mm-hmm. can I be different? How can I change and be doing something better for myself? Right. I, I mean, I think we should always want to be changing ourselves a tiny bit to bet in the better direction, right? And Isn't that's it? one of the things I was reading is one of the reasons it's overwhelming is because it looks like this mountainous, monstrous task. But to break it down into much more manageable pieces, we've talked about this on other episodes where like make it so that it's really doable. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to try to work out, just go to the next like you said, the end of the driveway and come back. Yeah. Where you're starting. Yeah. And we make it this huge ordeal. We yes. really do. I, I did. Listening- have- Sorry. I know I was listening to a podcaster said that for two weeks straight, she just put on her workout clothes. She didn't even go anywhere in them. Oh, really? She just said, I'm going to change my clothes every day this week. And then the next week was every day the next week. And she didn't do anything. And then the next day was, all right, well, now I'm going to walk to the stop sign and then back. So she put her clothes on, then she walked to the stop sign, which was only, and my dog's going to bark here. So I'm going to let you finish your thought while he barks. Go ahead. Well, we all have to bark sometimes. Um, So there was a list I found for unlearning bad things from psychcentral.com. And what they said was to reflect on your beliefs and to pay attention to what you tell yourself every day. Reflect on your beliefs, meaning reflect. Let me just give an example. Like I'm going to reflect back on my to-go boxes from a restaurant. Like just acknowledging that uh, that is an issue for me kind of thing. Believe that if you throw it away, it's wasting food. Mm, Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What we think is if I don't take it home, I'm wasting it. Well, and also reflecting on it is important because I didn't even know that was something I do until I sat down and I realized I was making this list out and I went, Oh God, that's really a problem I have. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Okay, go Um, ahead. The second one was empower reframes. So when you start thinking about it differently, like I don't want, let me just continue with this example because I think it's a great one. Okay. I am not going to bring the food home just to throw away it at home. So you have to think about that in a positive way so that, you're encouraged to do it. Like, I didn't really enjoy it that much. So I'm going to leave it at the restaurant or I know I'm just not going to eat it at home. It won't yes. Whatever. Yeah. Means to enforce the behavior. Hey, I'm not going to bring this home. It's going to taste bad tomorrow. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, number three was engage in mindful practices. So if you say, I, I'm going to either eat half or I'm going to take half home, or I'm not going to take it home, just to be mindful of what you were actually doing in that moment. Okay. Uh, Number four is practice forgiveness. So be willing to forgive yourself or anybody else. Yes. That, That one comes up a lot in a lot of bettering yourself that that forgiveness one comes up a lot. 
Mindfulness and forgiveness for sure. Yeah. Try inner child work. So I don't know exactly what that means, but it's more like dealing with if you have either trauma or some ideas from when you were a child that are keep rearing their head and to see if you were that child and do some maybe meditation or something to address that that child mm -hmm. you and the trauma that you may have had. And then um I can't remember. I'm gonna, by the way, I'm gonna Google that. What does inner child work even mean? Mm -hmm. I want to look into that some more. So okay, go on. I, I did find this um lady on uh Instagram and TikTok. She does these skits of learning to to be in a, re a relationship that's not like if you had trauma from your previous relationship and then unlearning that to be in a new relationship and how she does these skits of oh don't worry I'm gonna clean that up and the new person is like what do you mean it's not a big deal who cares mm. there's a lot of trauma that we have to unlearn to do new behaviors yeah I wonder if anytime somebody gets in a new relationship, there's a lot of unlearning. Oh, yes. I bet you that's like a lot of unlearning when you're in a new relationship. By the way, there's a lot of unlearning when I went from being a, a single, not single, a, a newlywed couple to being a parent. There was a lot of unlearning that went on. Like, And I'm assuming that every stage in our life, there's a lot more. Even when you retire, you're you're unlearning. A lot oh, of yeah, because you've had a schedule, a routine, mm -hmm. you pack your lunch and then you come home and now you don't have a routine and you're not packing your lunch. And yeah, you're right. And actually, I think when you don't, your part of your brain is so happy and you're like, yay. But then the other part of your brain is craving it. The routine. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've done it for so many years. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you got to give me something here, you know? I agree. So do you have a call to action for this week? Um, so I was, I'm actually going to continue with my last week one, but I'm actually going to do a step further. So it's not really, well, it is going to be about this topic a little bit because I need to figure out, I'm okay with making different meals, but why am I not okay with making a meal for myself? Yeah. Why does that, oh, I like, I don't have any problem with making, like tonight I'm going to make two different kinds of pasta because my one son doesn't like the one kind that I'm, I'm making. I'm mm -hmm. fine with that. It doesn't bother me even in the slightest bit. Why, why am I not okay with making myself? I cannot wait to hear. Like, you know, yeah. so anyway, that's where I'm headed down. I cannot wait to hear this. Me too. What about you? So I'm going to also continue with next week's, but I'm going to modify it. So my goal was for the month of June, I think it was, yeah. to do salads five days, a five days a week for the whole month. So okay. 20 times in the month. But what I'm going to try to do is at least three times this week, I'm going to do salad for breakfast. <gasps> three times? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. I'm committing to the three times. Okay. I'm excited for this one. I think so. Me too. <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, because I already have the salad in there. So yeah. if I eat something different for lunch, I won't feel guilty, so to speak. You'll feel so good that your salad's already eaten for the day. I'm telling you. Well, I, I have done it when I've been in restaurants because sometimes I don't know what to order. Mm. And it's just so good. So why am I not doing that at home? Right. Because yeah. I'm set in my mind. 
The bread and breakfast is only oatmeal or toaster cereal. Yeah, we all, that's another thing that we need to unlearn that breakfast food is the only thing you can eat at breakfast. You know what I mean? It's so different to think outside of the box sometimes. I totally agree. All right. Well, we got our work cut out for us this week. I'm excited. Yes. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Or you can share the podcast with your friends and tag us. On Insta, you can find us at Health Coach Kamna and WW Chick Leah. Or on Facebook, you can find us at Leah's WW and Health Coach Kamna. 